You're listening to Travel Nursing and Allied Life, hosted by Travel. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another show, Travel Nursing and Allied Life. You are listening to the Speakers Series, where we're talking with speakers this year uh, for TravCon 22 and um, catching up with speakers that are going to be speaking at TravCon. Um, we have a new speaker this year, so very excited to talk with her. But Corey, can you please introduce yourself to the hey listeners? Hey, guys. So I'm Corey Light. I'm a traveling MRI tech. I've been traveling for almost seven years now. And I'm really excited to speak at TravCon. I went to TravCon last year. I loved it. It was one of the most amazing experiences coming together and meeting everyone that I've talked to across Facebook, have met in uh, prior contracts and just hangouts. And it's amazing. And I'm really excited this year to be part of TravCon. Woohoo. So if you haven't been to TravCon yet, that's that's your reason to go. All of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you are listening to this, um, we're going to be doing a little bit of a hybrid. We've also been talking to a lot of allied um, persons about the differences between um, travel allied professions and travel nurse. So if you are a travel radiologic technologist, this one is for you. We're going to be talking about the niche stuff um, that is in your field as well as uh, a little bit of what Corey's going to be talking about this year. But Corey, can you give us a brief description on what the education requirements look like for someone in your field? Yes. So um, if you are going to be going into travel radiology and that is your ultimate goal, the first thing you're going to have to do is go ahead and get your ARRT certification, which is done through going through a JCERT approved, um, sorry, JCERT accredited program through a college format. And once you get that, you can come out with your associate's degree, or you can even come out with your bachelor's, whichever one you choose. Not one is better than the other. And through that, then you'll sit for your boards, get two years of experience before you travel. I know you, a lot of places only say you need one, but I'm telling you, there's so much you're going to learn post board certification that will make your career in travel way more successful for you. And from there, then you can go so many different routes after you get your uh, rad tech. You can go into MRI, which is what I did. And MRI is my love. I absolutely love MRI every single day. And from there, you can even go to CT. You can go to any route that you want, but get those two years experiences. I went with one year experience and I'm telling you, I slightly regret that in a sense, but thankfully the hostels I went with were phenomenal and they did not mind. And you can build up your career and have some of the most amazing times ever. Wonderful. Perfect. Well, and then uh, when you were showing up for these contracts, are you usually in the hospital setting? Do you do outpatient settings? Um, what's what's the different settings that you're able to work in? So most of the settings that we tend to do is going to be hospital-based settings on contracts. There are very few of them that are outpatient-based settings. Uh, sometimes you can actually be, there was one contract, I was actually contracted to three no, I'm sorry, four different hospital sites within one contract, um, just because of the outpatient setting with being at uh, that hospital that they're associated with, as well as being in the hospital setting itself. Um, one big difference, since we're going to be talking about the differences between nursing and allied, is a lot of times when we show up to these contracts, we could be the only tech in the whole department at that time. Versus nurses, when you walk onto a unit, I, I'm a little jealous that when they walk on the unit, they have so many other nurses, so many other. Now, are they always the most helping hands? Not always. But 
That's something we learn as travelers and you adapt to when you're on a traveling assignment. But there are times I've walked onto units where, especially on a night shift MRI position, there's sometimes only one MRI tech. And that happened to me. I was the only tech on a uh, 10 hour shift that I was doing, which is fine by me, but that is a huge difference sometimes is we're only one, maybe two techs versus our technologists. I know we're trying to get away from using that word tech now. Uh, there's only two technologists on, on shift versus you walk on a unit, you have five other nurses. And something I love about the relationships that I've built over time is when we do have those situations where I was on contract and we all, and the other tech I was with, we both ran into this situation where we're like, what is this? We don't know what it is. So we actually took a screenshot of the scanner itself, made sure no patient information's on there, obviously. And we asked, I actually sent out a few text messages to other travelers that I've met through the way, through the time. I'm like, Hey, do you have any idea what this is? And through that, we were able to get a response after it ended up involving 10 MRI texts to figure out what it was, but it worked out in the long haul. But that's something that's very different is trying to bounce those ideas off. Yeah. And especially for therapy, one of the big, one of the big, like kind of check marks you need to have as a person is um, are you, are you resourceful? Um, and I, I definitely think that crosses in all professions where you're going to run into some stuff and maybe you don't have somebody there to ask questions and it's good to have some back people in the back pocket to reach out to. And, um, hopefully you got like maybe 24 hours to work on something, but in your case, it doesn't sound like you did. <laughs> we did not, but we managed and the scan came out perfect. And we mm. actually got a accommodation from the rad on mm. that one. Cause that's not a scan we usually <laughs> typically run a lot of times. So it was kind of awesome on that one. Got it. Got it. And for we, you briefly talked about licensure. Um, it sounds like there's definitely a national licensure, but do you have to worry about state licensures everywhere you go? Yes. So the big difference um, with nursing versus us specifically within the allied field, because um, allied does cover so much, but for us specifically in radiology, one of the big differences is going to be also what modality you are too. So ultrasound, I believe, does not have too many state licensors that they are required to get. Now, if you are working with x-ray, so such as x-ray, CT, um, I'm not sure about IR and CAS, so I can't can't speak on that one if they fall under this. But for x-ray, CT, and MRI, which are the ones that I'm most familiar with, MRI, we are only state required to carry licensures in six states, and that is it. However, when we show up to these contracts, a caveat to it is the facility sees MRI as part of radiology. So we want you to have the general radiographer license. And this can come in a little bit of difficulty if you're ARMRIT certified and not ART certified. But if you're ART certified, then you should have your ARTR, which is your radiography uh, certification. So for us in MRI, we are only state required in six, state, in six um, states. However, for X-ray, it's a lot of states and there is no compact. So every state that we want to go to that has a state license, such as right now I'm contracted in New Jersey, they have a state license. But where I live, Pennsylvania, we do not have a state license. So you would not need to get it, but we have to go through different background clearances instead. So for us, it is actually, if you were to hold all the state licensures at one point, we figured it out, it's over $2,500 per year. to hold every single state license. That's one huge caveat (laughs) to being us and every state, the biggest state that is the hardest one in a sense to get 
is Texas. Texas will take us six to eight months to get, because we actually have to go through the medical board where doctors go through to get their state licensure versus you go through New Jersey. It takes you three days to get. So that can be a big caveat when you're traveling is know what type of state license do you need, where to go for that, which the ASRT is your best bet, ASRT.org to look up the state licensure. They have all the links right there for you. And through that, you, then you have to figure out timelines to get to that state. Got it. Wonderful. Yeah, that's a lot. Juggling <laughs> 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 all those states. Um, when you show up for a contract, what does orientation usually look like? Is it a full week? Do you only get a couple of days? Are you filling out the HIPAA compliance form and then you're you know expected to run? Um, Pretty much hit the ground running is, is, is more so what I have seen, unless you're going to like a big facility. Like when I went to UCSF, I had a lot more training there versus when I went to a smaller hospital, there were two hospitals that I can think of off the top of my head. I was the only tech. I had no training. I was expected to hit the ground running. And they asked me if I knew the equipment because in MRI, different machines have different languages in a sense, it's kind of the easiest way to explain that. So for those contracts, I had to hit the ground running, no training. A secretary actually handed me my schedule that day and said, here's your schedule. You can ask me any questions on the EMR systems because that's stuff they know how to run. But don't ask me a single question on that scanner because I don't know what I'm doing. So that's just, I would, but on average, I would say two to three days of training is kind of standard some, but other times just hit the ground running. Got it. Yeah. Very quick, very, very quick in the travel world. And then what does a typical schedule look like for you? And this might be more for any recruiters that might be listening and trying to learn more about this uh, allied profession, but are you guys working midnights? Are you guys working mostly day shifts, weekends? What's, what's a typical schedule look like? So for us, the big thing is going to be what modality are you doing? Because if you're working x-ray or CT and you're going to be in the hospital, that's that those two departments run 24 seven. They don't ever shut down. Now, if you're working ultrasound, they may not have overnight or it might be on call. And same thing for MRI. They may not be on site. They'll be working um, from home. My current contract for MRI techs are on call. However, when I was in Florida, I was the overnight MRI tech. So that place ran 24 seven. It's all dependent on the place where, where you're going. So that is something that as a recruiter, make sure you know that information. And as a traveler, always ask that question in an interview, what shift am I working? And especially the other big one that a few people have learned the hard way. Thankfully, I was taught very well from an early on uh, stage is what hospital am I actually at if you're going to a big name place? Because for UCSF, when I went there, thankfully, I knew to ask that question because I wasn't going to be at the main hospital. I wasn't going to be at Children's Benoff. I was at China Basin, which is a whole nother thing. And, and I bet you being from California, the California traffic, if you're going three miles this way, it could be two hours to get in one place. So that's one that's super always helpful to know is what is the physical location and the hours. But we can work anywhere from 10, eight hour shifts, 10, uh, five eights, four tens, three twelves. Even two 16s, I've seen that. They call them like weekend warriors at some places. But it all just depends on the contract. We can work any shift, anytime. And we're always opposite of nursing schedules. Got it. Nursing uh, tends to be seven to seven. We are not. Okay. <laughs> so. Okay. 
Well, if you had one big takeaway, one um, big sneak peek of um, anybody that's, you know, listening to this, that'd be like, oh, I want to catch Corey's session. Um, what's your one big takeaway that you would like travelers to leave with? The one big thing is when you're traveling is you are going to learn so much um, while you are traveling. And the biggest thing is sharing knowledge spreads wealth. So when you learn some huge big tip or trick when you're traveling, share it with others because you don't know how many other people that's going to reach and that's going to help them learn something new on their contract. One big thing, like just from this little piece here, always ask how much is parking when you go to, when you interview, ask how much is parking because at UCSF, it was like $300 and I did not ask that question. And that was something I learned. And now I'm telling everyone when you interview, ask how much is parking, but sharing knowledge spreads the wealth, especially in the travel community. Well, Corey, thank you so much for joining. And yeah, uh, paying for parking should be illegal. Um, (laughs) For any of the um, travel technologists that would like to reach out to you, um, what's the best way they can find you or where would you like to send them? Um, So the biggest thing that I have right now, and I am super proud to now say we have over 5,000 travel radiology technologists on this page. Uh, Facebook is going to be the best way to, uh, get a hold of me. Uh, it's going to be travel radiology wonderlust. That is our Facebook group. And we have now actually branched off into five other groups from that one main group, uh, to cover housing, jobs, everything. And unfortunately recruiters, I love y'all, but this is a recruit, a recruiter free group. Um, it is made just for the travelers. It is a wonderful community. Everyone participates. And it is just, especially sharing that knowledge for the wealth. I do live videos on there. They can always catch me there. And you guys can always send me messages right from there as well. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Corey. And for those listeners, catch Corey's session this year, TravCon 2022, always in Las Vegas, always in September. You can look it up and get uh, your tickets very soon, travcon.org. And Corey, I will see you there. Awesome. Thank you, Dylan. And have a fabulous night. And everyone else, have a great night. Thanks for listening to Travel Nursing and Allied Life. You can find the full show notes below or at travcon.org. Please help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. 